does having a long-term habit make it unlikely the change will be easy? I don't want to have a negative attitude, but at the same time, I want to be realistic. That's a very fair, I think, approach to take because we, we do want a realism and sometimes there can be a little bit of a kind of an inner battle or a confusion where we think, well, you know, I want to be positive. I definitely want to focus on what I want. That makes sense. But on the other hand, I don't want to kind of overpromise and underdeliver and just end up disappointing myself or stressing myself out and you know, maybe putting effort into achieving something that's actually unattainable. That's, you know, it's a very fair way of framing that. So the quick answer is not necessarily the, the presence of a long-term habit does not need to exclude change at all. Uh, it'll probably depend a lot on what the circumstances are, to be fair. There are many different types of habits that exist in different reasons, and some of them are more uh, more internal, and some of them more external, some of them more social. There, there are a variety of different circumstances. But if you're motivated, that tends to be the key thing, really. You know, I'd much rather work personally as a therapist with somebody who has a, a long-term habit and they're really committed to changing it than somebody with a short habit and they're not that committed. You know, it's just there would be very little point. So that level of motivation is probably a much more significant factor uh, to take into account than just how long the habit was there. Sometimes it can even work the opposite way. And, you know, I have this metaphor I like to think of. If you were somewhere uh, where there's lots of snow up in the mountains somewhere staying in a log cabin and just out of interest you know it's, it's morning time you look out the window and you see in one of the far off peaks far away from the people are but just up up near the top of the mountain you see snow starting to accumulate on the top of the mountain and you think to yourself oh i bet that snow is going to fall off today so then you go off and you do what you do for the day and the next morning you look and it hasn't fallen off. In fact, now there's more snow accumulating and it looks like it's getting a bit heavier. So you think, yeah, I bet that's going to fall off now today. Definitely, it's going to fall off today. Again, you do what you're doing with your day. You come back and the next morning you look again. Still there, even more snow. So would you be fair to conclude at that point, ah, well, it hasn't fallen on the previous day, so therefore it's not going to fall today? you would probably look at it in exactly the reverse way. Every day that goes past where it doesn't happen, you would consider it more likely. So, you know, just to sometimes play with your intuitions there. We make this starting assumption that something being a certain way for a long time means it has to stay that way. But in principle, it could be the opposite. It could be because it hasn't changed, that's why it's in fact more likely the change will happen. Now, there are important other considerations here, like the motivation that I mentioned and like, you know, what the basis of it is. There can be multiple reasons why a pattern persists, which don't just include our own willpower. They include our past experience, our beliefs about it. They include kind of the social context of why the habit's happening. Sometimes there can be a lot of social reinforcement. That means even if we're very committed to change, it makes it rather hard to happen. Environmental reasons, reasons of resources, etc. So whenever you're doing habit change work, typically that's what the therapeutic process involves, is a kind of an assessment of some of those factors, seeing what the relevant ones are, putting a program together around actually working with that. But, you know, the, the, the straightforward answer is absolutely, you know, long-term challenges can be changed. But related to this, I suppose, is the consideration of whether they should be changed. And 
when you're doing change work, when you're doing goal focus work, this is sometimes an unexpected part of the process because I think a lot of the time when somebody has a goal that they're committed to working with, there's just an assumption that change should happen. But it is important to reflect on that assumption a little bit and just a question, where did it come from? Is it current? You know, maybe maybe it's an old goal and unbeknownst to you, you've actually grown out of it and it doesn't matter anymore. But you, you, you still kind of think it does. And it could be as well that the goal is still current, but it needs to be updated a little bit. Maybe you really wanted a fax machine so you could send really low resolution black and white pictures to your friends. You know, so you've still got that goal today. You never achieved it. Maybe ditch that goal. You know, maybe you could find a better way of achieving that goal, which is easier and more accessible and more current. The fax machine isn't really needed anymore. So these are the kinds of considerations. And sometimes we had an old goal which was valid, but it was based on a misunderstanding. So it could be that, you know, we're pursuing something material, something external that we feel we need because it's a symbol of status. However, maybe along our journey, we've recognized that actually you're enough. You don't need to be externally validated by those things. You can have those things if you want. It's, it's not for or against them, but it's not really about that. So in a sense, your your ultimate goal hasn't changed. Your values are still you know, feeling a sense of worth within yourself, but maybe your methodology might shift quite a bit. So just that is something worth considering. And that's, I think, particularly true with longstanding goals, because if you want to change for quite a long time, there's just a greater probability that things have shifted in the meantime. Not necessarily. It might be absolutely valid today as much as it ever was, even more so. But it really is worth doing that work, I suppose, and reflecting on, you know, what do you really want? Is this really the best way of getting it? And, you know, where is that drive coming from to make sure that it really does align and it does make sense? You can think, uh, the example I like to use, of the difference between a car and a tractor not just a car, but a sports car. And this tractor, of course, has great qualities that it's particularly capable of pulling heavy weights and trailers behind it and working at lower speeds, but with great strength. And the sports car then is particularly good at, at speed, but maybe not so good at towing large weights or um, off, uh, off-road off driving and that type of thing. So there really isn't a better or a worse vehicle it's just going to depend what you're using it for, really. You know, each is going to outdo the other. But what's interesting is, is that within each, there's still some maneuverability. So they each have a set of gears and they each have higher and lower gear. Now, the tractor will have lower gears than the sports car will. The sports car will have higher gears than the tractor will, which will give it different abilities, different affordances. And there's room without one trying to be the other. There's still room for variation within who it is. So likewise for you, you know, if you're the sports car, you don't need to try and be a tractor necessarily. A bit of acceptance might be better than change. And likewise, if you're the tractor, you don't need to try and be the sports car. It's absolutely okay to be one or the other. But you might want to explore your range within who you are without trying to be someone different than who you are. 
So sometimes that can be a kind of a compromise that happens when doing long-term goal work. Sometimes you might actually come to accept a bit more that maybe the goal that you had was overreaching, that there's nothing wrong with who you are and the way that you have the approach that you do things. But it's not that you necessarily need to give up on change then, but you can do more local change work within the range of who you are as a person rather than maybe overreaching and trying to be someone who you're not. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe, and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf, or on JFL.com.